side of the family expired. She did. And then the next week, the grandmother on the father's side expired, so everybody died. So, and I think white people normally burn themselves up, right? They don't have funerals. Isn't that right? <laughs> I thought white people like just going to the furnace. Yeah, cremate. We on? Yes. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved in our chat by going to our chat line. And James, where's James? We'll um, give me the questions and comments, all right? And good morning to y'all again. How's everybody? Amazing. Glad that everybody's here. All right. Um, before I get rolling, any questions or anything? Right here. So I was thinking about something the other day. Um, um, risk. What, what is it really? Um, I was talking to people that routinely risk a lot of money in investments. And I know you talk about, like, um, uh, sort of let go and let God type of thing, you know, in the moment. Right. If... And the people that talk about risks are very much subject to their own thoughts about what they're risking. Right. So who's really doing the risking there? Is it them? Is it their thoughts? What's really going on there? And I don't well, know if you've ever anyone thought... that trust thought Satan is your daddy, and so he's the one that encourages you to do that. Because sons of God don't have to operate like that because everything. We have to realize everything on earth is created for the children of God. They're pushing for our good anyway. So if you return to the Father and you live in the present with him, he will take care of you. But the children of Satan, they have to take risks they have to, because they are all intellectual yeah. and Satan is deceiving them. But children of God don't live that way. You have to truly be born of God, not just a Bible thumper, yeah. but the real <laughs> right. deal. So, so is Bible thumper a bad word? No, no, it's just kind of. Why funny. you laugh? Yeah, like I said, why history? Mark? It was funny. It was, it was just kind of funny. I just picturing some guy taking a Bible to Vegas and rolling the bones. I just. Oh, I see. Kind, it's just kind of a funny. But image. children of God don't take risk. We that's, don't live. That's kind of the question I was chance. asking. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can really put yourself. You can you can think you have control. Let's use a dice game. You can think you have control over the dice by your thoughts. Right. You know, you yeah. Have crazy stuff comes to you. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, crazy money goes away from you. And then you want to jump out the window. Right. You want to kill yourself because you lost all your money. Right. 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 It's best not to live the way of the world. Intellectual people are living the way of the world. That's why it's so messy, because it's not of God. All right. It's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, do you take risk? Well, I was watching myself thinking about that. You know, like saying I didn't take big enough risks in the past, uh, or or here's another one: comparing yourself to others. So and so did, and look yeah. how well they're doing. Look at their nice house. Yeah. 
um, uh, that, that type of thing. Or so-and-so isn't as cool as me because they didn't take risks. Whatever, you know, whatever you do. Right. And any, any of the various ways of, of, of not being uh, right show themselves in a conversation about risk. That's why you should never, ever, ever, never, ever compare yourself to anyone else. Don't try to live like anyone else. Don't try to have as much as anyone else have or don't have. You just live your life. And if it seems as though someone is getting ahead of you, they're buying two or three homes while you only have one or you live in an apartment, don't compare yourself to them. Just live your life one day at a time. And your life is working out while... The other person, they are tripping out. They are doing things that you can't imagine, right? You should never, ever, never, ever, but never, 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 ever, ever, never compare yourself to anyone. It causes you to stress out. It worries you. You never can live up to those people. All kind of crazy stuff. Right. That's evil to live that way. Right. It will kill you. Yeah. And then you run out and you buy all this property or you do this. <laughs> And you can't afford it. Now you trip it out. You want to go steal some money. It's a horrible mistake to want to be like anyone else. It, it's a sure sign of being lost. I love just being me. Um, I was thinking the other day, all my needs are absolutely met. And it's because he is doing it for me. See, that's the thing I was thinking about. Because when... When you're taking, even with a child, even with, you know, you're raising a child, you, there's all kinds of crossing the street. You can make up anything thinking you're in the middle of the universe. Right. It's all going around you. When, in fact, if you are thinking properly, it's you're, you're being, you know, God's taking care of things. You don't, all the you way. You don't have to roll the bones big time. Over the last, we have a Usamanu Academy, so I've been suggesting to the guys that they should buy some land, buy a little piece of land. Because when you buy one little piece of land, and to the ladies too, there's so much more you can do with it. And so a couple of guys have been doing that over the years. And there's one guy I know, he went out and bought a piece of land. He was a part of the program, so he went out and just bought a jump piece of land. And time went by, and he refinanced that land and got buku money from it and bought a home. And then he decided, well, I'd like to get an apartment building, right? And so he hooked up with a friend, and they wrote up an agreement that this is where they're going to be. And they went out and bought an apartment building, like a big one. And then they sold that, and they split the money. And now this, this friend of mine, he bought a home up in the hills on top of the mountain. Looking up at, up there with God, right? And he owned a couple homes. And I say that because if you don't just take one step at a time, Satan tell you that you need a lot of money, you need this, you need a degree, you need that. And it's not true. For the children of God, you don't need all that. You just need to live in the present, and he will guide you. And he will, because as I said, everything on this earth belongs to the children of God. He'll let Satan children have it, but the way they get it, they stress out. So they're going to die soon anyway. And when they die, you can buy the property. <laughs> or they're going to go bankrupt. They're going to be freaking. You stay calm, and God is taking care of you. While they're freaking out, you just walk in and buy the land. It's like when the Chinese virus came, right? Everybody freaking out. 
and they're running, they're leaving California. I'm like, let them go. And when they leave, you buy the land because they will come back. And when they come back, you own the land instead of the children of Satan. So just take one step at a time and don't be in a rush. Don't compare. Just live your life. That makes sense. It's so much easier that way because God love us and he'll take care of us. Okay. Amazing. So I wouldn't take risks. It's up to you. No, it's it's it. I was kind of looking at that, trying to figure it out because yeah. it was it seemed unnatural to me. You know, you can feel. And you have a degree, right? I got a bunch of them. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of. I'm one of those guys. I actually understand. You have that MBA it. thing or yeah, something. Right? All kinds of things. You have all the degrees, right? I got it is hard for intellectuals to let the intellect go. No, I got you. I, it, it is true. But you said what now? Yeah. No, I said I had 98.6 degrees. So See there? Oh, no. 98.6. <laughs> and as dumb as a doorknob. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. No, you smart. That's why I'm coming to you for brains. That's right. No, but no, it's, it's everything. You got to degrees, but no common sense. You get into those, yeah, you get into those conversations with people. And, yeah. You know, and you start, all the thoughts that come to you. I should have been smarter. They should have been smart. Whatever. And there's a million different ways you can, you know, life is, seems to be about taking risks. Then there's a famous phrase, the biggest risk is not taking a risk. Oh, we yeah, all, I heard that. About, we talked about that one before. So yeah. I was just kind of trying to think it out. That's all. Right. He will make a way. It doesn't look like it, but he will make a way. Right. It is easy. You can lay down at night and not trip out about it or worry about it or anything. Right. Absolutely. Good question. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. There is a way out there. It may not look like it, but there is. Yeah. And that's what hope is. Faith is the ability to wait one day at a time. Let it all unfold. Keep smiling. Don't freak out. That's right. All right. Amazing. Uh, any other questions? Yes, Raymond. Good day, Jetsy. Happy White History Month. Thank you. Yes. Good day. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I keep hearing a lot about, uh, about, uh, about this idea of what they call critical race theory. But I, I have one question. What? anybody truly believe or accept something like this because I never heard of it until recently and yeah. I don't buy it nice no it's evil the one thing I do want to say that and I want to encourage you to pay attention to that this warfare that's happening now is pure evil it's a battle between good and evil but if you're looking at it with the naked eyes, it looked like it's about something else. It looked like it's unfairness or it looked like it's about slavery or it's about Jim Crow and all that crap, right? It's not. Those are excuses that Satan children are using in order to manipulate and control. And the more control you give them, the more they're going to take your soul. There is... You can't give them enough. People who are lost, who are evil, cannot. There's not enough you could give them to satisfy them. There was a, a homosexual choir up in San Francisco. We played it on the radio show. They literally made a song about we want your children. Did y'all hear about that? They are so bold with it now that they're they're like, yeah, you, you've been saying this for a while, but you're right. We want the soul of the children. Isn't that amazing? They're saying it because it looked like there's nothing to hold them back. 
they've gotten so far with this now that it seems, and the Christians are so afraid. Christians are pathetic. I think if I saw some Christians and I threw a bucket of water on them, they'll fade away. <laughs> it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to believe in God, to be born again of God, and have fear and doubt and and not love one another, to be honest with one another, and not hate, but just tell the truth. Because it's the truth that's going to awaken some people. But the Christians are just singing songs and holding up hands, looking up there like they see something. And the world around them is going falling apart. It really is. It's literally falling apart. And it doesn't have to happen that way. Great is he that's in us and he that's in the world. And they're literally allowing evil to take over. All under the name of so-called racism, sexism, homophobiaism. They give you all these isms and you're backing down. White people are allowing the children of the lie to tell their little white kids that you are racist, that you are no good, that you are evil. And they don't trust in the United States anymore. I'm ashamed of the United States. White kids are saying that. Am I the only one seeing this? And everybody seems so helpless to it. Y'all got to stand up. I don't know. It ain't about what they're telling you. It's good versus evil. They didn't want to celebrate the 4th of July this year. They didn't want the flag flying. The United States of America flag. They want to replace it with a homosexual flag or a Black Lives Matter flag or some type of crappy stuff. I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. How are you going to take the flag away and replace it with junk? How is that happening in America? It's crazy. And if y'all don't be careful, you're going to be celebrating with the black flag or the homosexual flag. In the United States of America, a Judeo-Christian country given to us by God. And the men are as bad as the women. I never thought, and I don't mean to be, I'm not yelling at y'all. I'm just fed up with all the crap. When they said they wanted to take down the flag, I was done. If you don't like the flag, the United States of America flag, we got a free ticket for you to wherever you want to go, but you have to have a deep agreement that can't change that you would never come back. I give my welfare check for it. Just send you back. <laughs> really, that doesn't, how do you, how do you even have a discussion about not flying the United States of America flag? Oh, we're so traumatized by the flag because they use the flag with slavery. Some dumb if you're that weak that you're going to see the United States of America flag flying and you've never been enslaved, <laughs> when you came into America, everything was fine. If you look at the flag and you think about slavery, then you got an issue. You're like mentally ill, completely retarded. 
you're like off the deep end, you're on pot. That doesn't even make sense. But yet I hear black people especially saying, oh, I saw the flag and it just reminded me of slavery. What about slavery did the flag remind you of? Or they say it reminded me of the Confederate folks. And I grew up with the Confederate flag. I still love the flag because they appreciated the flag for whatever they were celebrated for, right? But but the Christians, we don't have good fighting against evil. That's the primary problem. I interviewed some people on my fallen state this week. One guy is a Christian singer. He sang about the Lord, rap about the Lord, and the Christian community love him. But after my interview with him, he was like, oh, I just wanted to talk about Jesus. Because I, I brought him to deal with everything, right? But he didn't want to talk about the real stuff. He just wanted to talk about Jesus. I'm like, we are talking about Jesus. You know, speak up, stand up. Know a lot of stuff to happen. And then he didn't want us to tag him. Went to show there. And what did I do? I tagged him. <laughs> I can't give in to that anymore. I'm not going to let that happen if I have any control over it. If you're that afraid to tell the truth, don't come on the show. We had a young lady on. And we talked about some things on the show that she didn't want to deal with. I didn't know it at the time, but I kind of knew it. And as soon as she got in her car, she made a video saying, well, I was just on that show. I said some things that I didn't mean. I didn't know. I hadn't seen his show before. So um, I didn't mean to say those things. I love my community. Talk about the gay community. I mean, just full of fear. How do you live with fear? What's that like? And I grew up in Alabama on a plantation. It doesn't make sense to have fear. So the evil people are trying to take over. And, it's, and they are demoralizing the young people. They are really dumbing down, demoralizing them. They want you having sex before marriage. They want you living together. They want you fighting one another. They want you making babies out of wedlock for any baby that can make it through the body. But they want that. I was talking to a young man the other day, and I hadn't seen him in a while because of the Chinese virus. You know, the gyms and everything shut down. And so I saw him the other day. I said, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm like, how was, he said, oh, I, we have a baby now. My girlfriend had a baby. He lived with this girl. She had a baby. I said, oh, congratulations. He was all happy. A little girl. I'm like, that's so nice, man. You going to marry her? Oh, no. I ain't going to marry her. You're not going to marry the mother of your daughter. Y'all living together? He's a millennial. He's like, no, I don't want to marry her. I live with her, but I ain't going to marry her. <laughs> and then I saw him again, and I asked, how's your job? You still have the same job? He's like, oh, no, I quit my job. You quit your job? He said, yeah, because I got over $100,000 stimulus money. And so, so he quit his job. And then I said, well, what about your baby? Don't you have a, you said you have a baby. 
well, I'm, that's my baby mama. I'm going to let my baby mama take care of her. She's still working. She's going to take care of the baby. <laughs> but that's the a, that's a brainwashing that has taken place now with the millennials. And the parents are not guiding them, so they're going for it. This is all evil, folks. It's not physical at all. It's evil. And then you tell them, no, you should get married. Go to work. Get a job. They think you like telling them to cut off their heads. Oh, you should cut off your head. And these are men, males. Isn't that crazy? I'm not going to work. My baby mama going to take care of the baby. She's still working. And the lady's okay with it. Is it just me or what? It's a mess. But I I do have to tell you that uh, once you're born again of God, you're going to love being in this battle between good and evil. It's going to, it will be like, it's like cake and ice cream and peanut butter. It's so good. <laughs> because you will see that the Father is with you and he is fighting the battle for you. You're not fighting because it's spiritual and he is using you. Just like Satan used his children, God is using you to fight this battle. And it's so much fun. All right? So don't worry. But you got to overcome anger. How many people have anger still? Okay. Okay. Oh. Uh, let me hold your question for me. Um, and then I want to get to this, um, the biblical question. It's so good. But if you have any questions or anything, or any disagreement, that's what this fellowship is about. I could be wrong. And I would rather know I'm wrong than to think I'm not wrong. And if you love me, you would tell me so I know I'm wrong, right? Nice. Um, right here. So you have anger, you say? Yes. And, and why? Why do you have it? I have anger because I... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. From fear. Have, uh, is this your first time here? I came a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. And you've not heard me say why a person has anger? I probably have, but it's not coming to me right now. Oh, okay. And so you say you have it because of fear? Did you just say that? Yes. Oh, okay. Did you know that any male that has anger is a woman? Yes. You don't mind being a woman? I do. I'm, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that? Oh, you did. You knew it. Okay. All right. Um, you've never heard me say how you can overcome it? I forgave my mother, and uh, I've been staying with my father, uh-huh. and <clears throat> forgave my father, and he's he's kind of like, you know, beta male, and... Uh, you know, he voted for Hillary and and uh, Biden, and he's like a vegan. He's all hippy dippy, and uh, he, you know, I'll be watching your show, and uh, he like can't even watch it. He's like, he'll like walk away, put his headphones on, type of person. But what does your father life have to do with your life now? You're the adult. Yeah, I, I, I'm trapped in this uh, vic- the victim mentality. I'm trapped in the. What do you mean? Meaning, I'm always blaming other people for 
for my own stuff. But why are you doing that now? If you've forgiven your mother and your father, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you doing the silent prayer? I am in the morning. Every morning? Every morning. So why are you still blaming them? I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm here. So I, I, You're blaming them for what in your life? I mean, how are they stopping you from getting a, Are you working? No. How old are you? 33. Whoop this man. <laughs> no. I'm looking for a job. I'm looking why, to move. Why are they, how are they stopping you from working? So I... How anyone stopping you from working? N- nobody is. So who do you blame for that? Myself. And so, so what do you blame them for now? You say you're always blaming others. Um, it's just like a habitual thing that happens automatically. Like the, the spirit of Satan is still in me. I forgave him and it's not still there. Like I'm still searching for um, reasons to blame my parents. So you wake up every morning and you're like, I'm not going to look for a job today and I blame my parents. I guess. Really? I guess that's what's happening. It's not consciously happening like that. Why do you still listen to the voice of Satan if you return to the Father? You know all Satan's voice is all lies, right? Yes. Why do you still listen to that? Because it's really loud and constant in my head. But just let it pass. No big deal. And then eventually God is taking it away from you. And then you, you will follow his voice, mm-hmm. his voiceless voice. Why do you listen to it? You don't, are you convinced that, you're not convinced that all thoughts are lies? I am. So why do you listen to it then? Because it's just this never-ending stream of incessant noise in my head. Right. Yeah. But why do you pay attention to it? Why do you listen to it? Because eventually, if you didn't listen to it, knowing that it's all lies, it's not from God, mm-hmm. and it's not from you, the fact that you can see that these voices in your head, he would take them away from you and cause you to follow his voice. Why, do you, why don't you not listen? Give it a try. I'm doing my best. By doing what? The silent prayer. I don't mean, am I yelling at you? No, I'm just, oh. it's, I'm starstruck and I'm in front of everybody, so I'm a little bit nervous. You what, struck? Starstruck. <laughs> you. Oh, there's some stars behind me? <laughs> Don't be. I'm just Jesse. Yeah. Really. I get up every morning. I do my prayer. I have to watch myself. I do it at night. I, I have to work. Once in a while, I take a bath. <laughs> I have to eat. I have to work out so I don't get fat. It's just like you. So, Relax. So stop listening to the voice of Satan, man. Really. And God will guide you. He really will. He will change your life. Because we can't change ourselves, right? So don't be upset about what you've done because you couldn't help yourself. Mm-hmm. But, and so he will change your life. He will make it amazing. Yeah, I still have the anger just bubbling up. I feel it come. Like, I'll go and put up, you know, signs where I'm from in Northern California, like Happy White History Month. Or the, I put up one that says the Jesse Lee Peterson... So, and then these kids, they came, they were painting over the signs, right? And I just, you know, want to 
beat the crap out of them. I, it just like bubbles up in me. You know, I, I can't But see, if you it. were looking for a job, you wouldn't have time to be thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spend the energy on the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you're looking at your father judging him. Yeah. You're looking at the people painting signs judging them. Yeah. And while at the same time, you you ain't got no job. I know. What's up? What the? <laughs> your priorities are out of place. Yes. Though I appreciate you helping get the word out about the show and all that, mm-hmm. but I prefer that you work too. Mm-hmm. You want to be an example of it. Yeah, I'm looking for a job. And uh, you live up north. I'm trying to move here so that I can come to church. No, man, get yeah. a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gotta, sick of it there. It's just, but coming to church, we're not going to pay your bills. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Your priorities are wrong. I know. What do you mean? I'm trying to sort them out. Let's start with number one. Yeah. Get, get a, job. a job. Yeah, get a job. <laughs> They've been sorted out now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right? What the? <laughs> a man should have a job. Yeah. If it's just cutting grass or yeah. anything. It's better than nothing. Yeah, I, I'm... Are you lazy? I am. I'm very lazy, and I'm, uh, I'm coming out of the... Are you on the, pot? I'm, I quit. I was last time I was here, but I quit. We well, last quit week. Drinking. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago. And I have been in the darkness for so long, like in the, you know, um, living a criminal life, you know, mooching off my parents, lying, cheating, stealing, this whole, you know... Yeah. Uh, way of being that it's still it's like I don't know how to be a normal person <laughs> you know I don't know how to like live as a son of God as you talk about like I'm trying to figure it out I got you now you make a little sense so I never met a white thug <laughs> no I'm playing I met I met a whole bunch of white thugs believe me but listen there's nothing to figure out. You know that you needed to let the anger go, so you went and forgave, right? Mm-hmm. Do the silent prayer. Doubt every thought. Get up and get a job. One thing would just lead to another one. We can't figure God's way out. We just have to live it one day at a time. So whatever you've done, in the, whatever, let that go. It's over. All right? Mm-hmm. And say to remind you of that, so he could get you to believe into a lie and it just hold you back in life. God is not holding that against you at all. We all have done some horrible things in that fallen state because Satan was our daddy. And now that you return it to the father, he'll take care of you. You don't need to figure out anything. It will be shown to you. You cannot figure it out. So get up tomorrow morning, go and get a job doing something. You know, driving a truck, digging a ditch, whatever. That makes sense? Yes. So go get a job and then save some money and eventually get your own apartment. One thing will lead to another. Mm-hmm. Is that hard? No, that's what I'm going for. I'm sorry? That's, that's, where, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm heading. And yeah. what, are you trying to, what else are you trying to figure out? 
how to overcome the nature of my mother, which is still, even after I've forgiven her, I still get angry, I still uh, overreact, I still uh, do all the things that... Oh, I got you. you well, know. when that anger comes out, it's only because you believe a lie. Mm-hmm. Just know you think, you feel, and you're overreacting. Mm-hmm. Just know that you believe into a thought, and that's why you're feeling that. God is with you. He'll take it away. Don't try to figure it out. You can't make yourself not be that way. All by ourselves, we can do nothing. And all by ourselves, we literally know nothing. We can't make anything happen. But he'll, it's enough to know that you want to get past that. He'll take care of it. You can't make yourself overcome it. And so when you do feel that way sometimes, don't judge it. Stay with the prayer. Just be aware. That make sense? Yes. So don't try to figure that out. It's, it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. You are a spirit dealing with spirits. I'm trying to do some counseling too. Oh, okay. With you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll deal with it more. Okay. But just relax, but get a job tomorrow. Okay. I've been we- looking on Craigslist and looking for a room down here. Uh, I got nothing going on up there, and it's just, you know. But if you don't have money, how are you going to afford a room? I got, like, I got some money saved up. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, but get a job, man. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> nah, I'm glad. But just relax one step at a time. And God, you know, like when you do feel that anger, because now you're aware. And it's God who will cause you to become aware. And in the awareness of it is what makes the change. You're not in the dark now. The awareness of it will change it. Because that's the light of God working through you. You could just relax and go for the ride. You've never been in control of anything. All right? Okay. Yes, Victoria. Just relax, man. Don't struggle with it. The more you struggle, the worse it's going to get because you're playing God. And stop judging your father or anyone else. It's enough to see it, but don't judge it. Just like you can't help yourself, your father cannot help himself. He doesn't want to be that way. So don't judge him. And not judging doesn't mean you're accepting it as a right. You're just not judging him. All right? Yes. Ready? I'm sorry? Are you ready? Am I ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to go back to the telling the truth thing. Um, This has been coming up a lot for me in the last couple of weeks where I'm telling the truth, and I'm telling it in the only way that I know how, but it's constantly coming back to me that I need to be saying it differently and saying it so the person I'm talking to will understand me. So my they will understand you? Yeah. So my question is, how is that possible, and is that something that I should be doing, whether I'm telling the truth about myself or the truth about a situation as I see it? Do I need to tailor my message to the audience? I don't know how you tailor the truth. Mm -hmm. The only time you have to tell it if you're lying or making it up (laughs) or judging. 
I don't know how, what do you mean by that? Because if the truth is coming through you, it's coming from God, and we can't tell a history. <laughs> You're not like gossiping about anyone, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> but no. Are you gossiping about someone? No, we, I. Oh, oh you're a part of this too? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is messy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have given up my gossiping ways, just so you know. You don't know what? My gossiping ways. Oh, you are? I will admit that, yes, I, I am a reformed gossip. Now, but <laughs> what I'm. <laughs> Anybody ever met a woman who was a reformed <laughs> gossiper? <laughs> That means I'm really deep into it. <laughs> well, I just found other ways to do it. <laughs> no, this is a really serious question. See, I just told my truth and like nobody believes me. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> no, but what, but. When she said I told my truth. The truth. Sorry. <laughs> She's been listening to Oprah. <laughs> Okay, wait, no, this this was really a serious question, though, because that is something that I did catch myself questioning what I'm saying, because I know what I'm saying is the truth. But well, Why would you question it then? Because the thing that I'm running into is that people, like the outside world, obviously, when I speak to them about certain truths, they're very like, well, no, it's not that, it's this. And it's like, no, I just told you what it is. You have to just accept that, and if it makes you uncomfortable, like you have to, you have to sit in that yourself. And because I had a situation, it's not, it's not that, it's nothing like that. But she's involved. No, she saw no, the man. like, she saw like the aftermath of one no, situation man. I'm talking about. But yeah. um, that's kind of what I'm getting at because I did tell someone the truth, just as an example. Like I spoke with my mom, told her the truth about something, and she literally just went off. And I walked away from the situation almost doubting myself and getting into my thoughts where that doesn't normally happen. And what made you doubt yourself about the truth? In all honesty, I had been drinking that night. So uh, I know. Well, no, it was the 4th of July. But you can't tell the truth <laughs> while you're drunk. <laughs> And, and no, and that's literally that was. I think. How that, are you going to go and deal with your mama while you drunk? <laughs> no, I I have observed the entire situation, and I realize that sometimes when I'm a, around my mom, I do feel like I need a drink just to. Um, no, but I I saw that that was a that's that was something I didn't see it until a couple of days later, and I thought holy smokes, like I, I drank because I wanted to deal with her a little bit better. But like I said, in that situation, that's why I got worked up. But I walked away from it. I told her the truth. And then once I saw it got out of hand, I said, okay, well, we're not doing this anymore. I've already told you the truth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive home now. And I just left. Right. Um, like I said, she didn't see my reaction, but I was very upset after that. And um, the interesting thing is a couple of days later, she literally called me and said, you're right. However, I don't like the way that you deliver your message. That's the, those are the kinds of situations that I'm referring to, where you well, tell the you truth. You shouldn't try to, I would recommend you not do those kinds of things when you've been drinking mm -hmm. or smoking pot. You want to be. I don't smoke pot. You want to 
Be a, well, I'm talking to the potheads. Thank you. That's not me. <laughs> but you want to be of clear mind. Yeah. Because you not you don't want to deal with anyone out of hate. You want to deal with them out of love. Yeah. And so when you go and forgive or be honest with someone, you want to make sure you're not judging them. You're not holding anything against them, right? Because if you're going to represent God, you want to be of love. But if you go in there and talking to anyone while you're drunk or high, you're not going to deal with it because Satan got your mind. You don't have a clear mind. And that's why I tell that to the potheads. They are high. They think God is dealing with them, and he's not. Yeah. And so God wants us to have a higher consciousness than alcohol or drugs or anything else to give us. Mm-hmm. So don't do it when you've been drinking or anything. Okay. All right. So the, the answer is don't necessarily, don't change the message is what it is then. Because like I said, I don't, I have been told more than once that I don't have tact. And in certain situations, I don't feel that tact is necessary. Because and who is tact? Tact is just having almost like a having an awareness of how the person is going to take what you're saying, so you're oh, diplomatic about what you say. Yeah. I don't you know lo- how to do if that. If you had love, if you were of love, those things would be a part of your thinking. And they're not. That's the thing. I I don't have tact because so I think to have it. the people who are it, telling you that are they causing you to doubt yourself? Um, the tact thing, not necessarily. It's just the I think that there was some kind of there is some kind of weakness that's that is manifesting itself in me right now that I'm I'm giving it attention because when I'm saying these things and I'm telling the truth as I know it I am met with pushback and it's like wow. well you're not seeing it right that's not what it is and it's like well if that's not what it is how about this you allow it to be revealed to me instead of trying to convince me it's something else you know or getting mad or whatever it is so I did become confused about when you tell the truth, are you supposed to, like I said, are you supposed to fine-tune it? Because I don't know you, how you want to hear the truth versus Adriana versus anybody in the room. I don't know because I'm not inside your head. But your stuff sounds like a gossip. It sounds no, like this wasn't gossip else. at all. We'll find out Thursday night in the women's forum. It was not gossip. <laughs> We're going to have the women's forum this Thursday night. <laughs> this is the third Thursday, right? No. Because your stuff sounds like there's something else. It doesn't it seem like something gossip. else going on. It wasn't gossip. And I don't want you to bring it up in this meeting. So. My Lord. We had our women's forum recently, and the women, I found out all the holy women going at it. I'm like, what? So this sounds like some of that. I don't know if it's that or not, but no, no, it no, it's, doesn't it's sound honest, clear. No, honest to God, it's not. It's just when, like, my real question is, like I said, when you tell the truth, just, I really am asking for your input. It's when I'm telling the truth to a person, should I be mindful of how they're going to receive it or just say it the way I know how to say it? You just my speak question. the truth because you're doing it with perfect law. Mm-hmm. With the intent that they may see the truth, you know, they may wake up. Even yeah, like I said, with there. And so, if you have a pure heart, you wouldn't be thinking all this other stuff. Am I wrong about this? I've been doing this yeah. like thirty-one years, right? And I've had so many people say, "Oh, you shouldn't say it like that. Yeah. You should say this." Right. You're hurting their feelings. <laughs> I can help myself. How do you want me to say this? You need to get over anger. There's an order to life. You're wrong. 
in my heart, I know that God has changed me, right? And I want the people to know the other way, to find their way. And so I'm not never trying to hurt anyone, not even my enemy. And so you need to know that about yourself so no one can make you doubt yourself. Yeah, I think it's just because it, it had been happening so many times and so frequently but it been happening. I mean, I mean, it's been happening 31 years on the radio, on TV, everywhere. <laughs> right, yeah. That's why I figured so, you were the perfect but, person to ask. But my desire is to point people back to God. Mm-hmm. And if they want to go back, fine. If they want to stay in the hell they're in, fine. Suffer yeah. and die. Yeah. Nothing I could do about it. Even with my own kids, they don't want to hear it, fine. Right. You know, just ain't nothing I can do about it. We can't save one another. No one can save you. Only God can do that. But you got to admit you're wrong. That's all it takes. Okay. All right. So we'll deal with you in mess Thursday night. That's, that was literally it. That, well. See? <laughs> That's not all to it. No, it's not. It's, I promise, though, it's not gossip. It's just, it's just I really was starting to doubt the truth that I was telling. But what would make you doubt, though? Because when you return to the Father, no one can make you doubt. It's well, impossible. Because once you're born again of God, you can't go out of it anymore. You're, you're born with him. You can't have faith today and doubt tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or have faith and then a situation come and now you're doubting. Yeah. It's impossible. Either you're born of God or you're not. Yeah, I feel like there's a, it's, it's a trick that's being played right now. And it didn't hit me until, like, I was Are you doing this silent prayer? No. You're not doing this silent prayer? I am What's still... What's up with that? No, no I, I'm still doing... What the? God said, pray without ceasing. He want to be with you at all times. He want to be with you at all times. I do... And no human being, I can't be with you. I sit silently, but I don't feel that I'm doing it justice, you know, because oh. I don't feel that I don't. And so you still believe in your imagination. Yeah, because like it jumps in and. Well, and, just suffer. Yeah. Bit, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm willing to suffer. You already this. what I don't I do understand, but don't understand about people. But I do understand. I'm just pretending I don't understand. So you you tell people what to do. Okay, if you want to overcome the fallen state, if you want to return to the Father, you want to overcome all this suffering stuff you're going through, go and forgive. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must go and forgive. And the reason for that, because anyone who has anger, Satan is your daddy. You have no love. Satan is your daddy. I don't care how many Bibles you read or don't read how many degrees. If you have one iota of anger, Satan is your daddy. So you're not going to get into the kingdom with an evil nature. You must admit you're wrong. Go and forgive. That's what the sin is all about, playing God. You go and forgive, and God will forgive you. Stay with this prayer so you don't be in your head. The rest is easy. And, and people do it, some people, and they feel really, oh, I did a silent prayer. It was just amazing. I was able to see, and then I stopped doing it. And what about this? There, there are no other answers for this. It's the same always. You got to stay present with the Father. And uh, no more I can tell you. And then I, are you doing it? No. I do it once in a while. And what I can the? tell when a person. 
not you saying that part, but I can tell, I can tell right away when a person is lying about doing the prayer. I'm like, do you do the prayer? Uh-huh. Are you doing the prayer? Uh-huh. Yeah. Every morning? Uh-huh. Once in a while. I can't do, I, no human being can say y'all, folks. We are a spirit, and either we are of Satan or of God. There's no way around it. It doesn't matter how many degrees, how many preacher degrees or anything. No human being can save you. We are a spirit created in the image of God. We are born into hell because we are born into crazy families. Everybody on earth got a crazy mama and a weak daddy. I don't care if you black or white, Mexican, Chinese, Japanese, you got a crazy mama. You need to forgive her so you don't be crazy with your kids. It'll change. All right? We must be born of the Spirit of the Father. There's no way around it. So if you're not doing a silent prayer, suffer. I was trying to take the fast track to that, the question or answer by asking you. Right. Instead but that's of, not the way to do it. You know, know the answer. Yeah. You must stay with the Father. He will guide you. I can I can feel myself pulling away from from him. I'm 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 aware. Like I said, just the reaction I had to all of this yeah. is 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 my cue that I'm not present, you know? Yeah. And so, so why not just go back to the prayer, mm-hmm. doubt every thought, being aware, and just come back to him. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking I could do it on my own, you know, a woman. So yeah. You said woman stuff? Yeah, ego. It was ego. Yeah. Like, I was really thinking I could solve it myself. And then when I got knocked on my butt, I was like, oh, wow. Because yeah. it was so insignificant what happened with my mom. You know, There it is was... no life like the life as a son or daughter of God. It is more than words can ever express. It is unlike anything that you can even imagine. It's unlike it. You can't figure this out. You have to live into it. You grow into it. From when you're first born of God, you're a little baby. In the spirit, and you grow into it, just like you grew from a, as a physical baby. You grew. You had nothing to do with that. Likewise, you're growing into love, and it's amazing. More than words can express. All right? So we'll deal with you on Thursday night. I might have a little extra something, but it's not gossip. Yeah, it's I'm, not. It's right. just me. <laughs> Matter of fact, I've been calling you all week. You haven't been calling me. I was. Didn't I ask about her? Because I've been trying to help promote your business, and then I realized you might not be ready for it. You calling to the Lord? Because my phone didn't. I don't leave. You didn't answer, so I didn't leave a message. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you have my correct number before I leave today. Okay. All right. She thank, has thank a you. business. She does credit correction. Yes. Right. Get you right. Cause are you still doing are, that? Yes, I, I am doing that still. Okay. Yes. Right. So I'm, I am ready, just so you know. Okay. Let me hold your thought. I want to take the young lady in the back, all right? And then I come to you. Don't forget. Big Bump, you got a haircut. You cut your fro off. He cut his afro off. What the? Black people going to throw you out of the club. Okay. Yes, ma'am. How do you not get mad at anybody? By not having anger. If you don't have anger... It's impossible to get mad. But don't you get annoyed at anyone? No. 
because when you love what when you don't have anger, you, how old are you? Ten. Nice. <laughs> when you don't have anger, you only have love, and you understand that people can't help themselves. And so you just try to help them by being honest, and if they don't take it, fine. It's not up to you to make them believe anything. If you stay away from anger, you will never become annoyed. You will not get mad. And that way the world can't control you. Because the world controls you by making you feel good or make you mad. But if, they, if you don't have any anger, they can't do it. And so you're not in control. The world cannot control you. That make sense? Um, yes. Do you have anger? Yes. And what, what caused you to be angry? Um, oh, no, I just haven't forgiven Mom yet, and I barely talk to my dad. And, and why don't you talk to your dad? Um, he scares me sometimes, and most of the time he's working at home or at work, and so I just normally stay in my room or just oh, I see. stay outside. And he scares you in what way? Oh, no, just he's intimidating. He's what? He's intimidating. Intimidating? What do, what do you mean by that? Um, it's just, uh, he just, his resting face is scary to me, and I don't know. His what kind of face? Resting. His what? Resting. Oh, resting face? What's a resting face? But listen, have you told him that? No. Why not? I don't know. When we get home, tell him. Okay. Your father might not know you feel that way. Because he may be fighting with your mother and don't like her and she doesn't like him. And so you're seeing that happening and it may be intimidating you and he's not aware of it. So if I were you, I would just say, hey, look, you know, you intimidate me. I'm afraid of you and I don't know why or what's going on. So he can tell you. Did your mother, did you tell your mother you felt this way? No. You never told her either that you felt that way about your father? Well, I told her that I'm scared of dad once or twice, but that's about it. And when you told her that you were afraid of your father, what did she tell you? She told me not to worry about it. Wrong answer. She should have told you, go talk to your father about it. That way you can work it out with your father. Are you the mother? Yes. Are oh, you the mother? And is that your sister with the glasses? Yes. Are you guys identical twins? Yes. You are? You guys look just alike. Whoa. Uh, why did you tell her to talk to her father about it? It just didn't occur to me to say anything like what? that. We're, divor- we're divorced, that's why. Oh, and so, why are you getting my to your sister? <laughs> because she grabbed for it. <laughs> I know. Why are you grabbing for the mic? I'm the oldest. <laughs> what? You what? I was kidding when I said that. I'm the oldest. You're the oldest, meaning you were born first. But I was kidding, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes older. I understand that. So I'm the dominant I noticed twin, that with so twins. of course she handed it to me. But let but, me ask, why have you, you you're divorced from her father? Yes. And so why, what does that have to do with her talking to her father? It doesn't have anything to do with her talking to her father, but when she told me that she was scared of him, I didn't really know what to say, so I was like, okay, don't worry about it. No. Oh. She only feels that way because of the way you feel about the father. She has your identity in what you're feeling and what she's feeling. I would highly recommend that you have her talk to her father. Always send the kids to the fathers so they can hear from the fathers what's going on. 
Because a lot of times the fathers don't know the game that the mother's playing, and they don't know that the kids are confused by it. You know, and whatever is happening with you and her father is between you and her father, and she shouldn't be involved in it at all. So I would recommend you have a talk to her father. Is she, does he come around or does he try to communicate with her? He picks them up. He has them one week. Yeah. And I have the next week. Oh, well, tell, make sure you talk to your father. Always refer the kids to their fathers because they don't understand that, what, that spiritual thing that's going on. How do you feel about her father? He makes me nervous. He makes you nervous? He doesn't know how to handle the hell that's in you? <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Um, and so, why don't you get over your hell? <laughs> I'm working on it. By doing what? Well, I do the silent prayer. I, I let the thoughts pass. But I, I am afraid to have a one-on-one conversation. With, with her father? Yes. Uh, have you gone and dealt with your mother? She's dead, but I oh, dealt nice. with her in the way I, the best way I knew how. Your mama dead? Yeah. She dead. <laughs> and how about your father? He's dead also. He dead. Um, so are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Um, we'll stay with the silent prayer. You do it every morning and night? I skip every once in a while. <laughs> but so I will when, say when, that... When God said, pray without ceasing... Does season mean don't stop? It means constantly pray. Does that mean don't stop? It means don't stop. Okay. So all it means is that what he's trying to do is to keep you in his presence. Because if you don't do it, Satan's going to pull you back into the imagination out of the presence of God. Because what Satan does, the last thing he wants is for you to be present with God. So he's going to always try to Made you think about the past or about the future, which doesn't exist, right? Because Satan cannot come into the present of God. He has to bring you out so he can deal with you. But as long as you're in the present, he cannot bother you, right? So he's, unless you do the prayer, eventually you're going to live that way. The thoughts will get so far away from you that it will not be an issue. You will be able to see them coming and resist them. And that's what it means to resist the devil. When you resist the thoughts, you're resisting the devil. So you will get to, because the light of God will cause you to get to the point where you can see the devil coming. Because when you're angry like that, Satan take over your mind and you don't really see that he, you're in a thought. He's taking over and you're thinking that they're your own thought. And you're thinking that they are real. They're not real. All lies all the time. So you need to do the prayer all the time, you know, morning and night. So during the day when you're dealing with life, you become more and more aware of this, and you'll see that life is easier to deal with. It's easier to deal with your ex-husband than what you think it is. It's just that you're still holding on to whatever happened, you, you know, or what's going to happen. But if you stay out of your head, I'm telling you, you'll be able to deal with it perfectly. That make sense? Yes. So you should, and whatever has happened between the two of you, it was both of your faults. You know, you were in sin, and we all do screwed up things. But God's not holding that against you or him. So don't hold anything against him nor yourself. So that when you do deal with him, you would deal with him with love, not with hate, not with anger. 
and you won't hold against him whatever he has done. That makes sense? Yes. And don't and don't don't keep your kids from communicating with him at all. Hey, let your dad know how you feel. Talk to your father about it. And they'll start doing it because you don't want your daughter to grow up and go through the same hell. Definitely not. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way for her as long as she has a relationship with you and her father. She should be able to talk to you guys about anything. Mommy, why are you so crazy? <laughs> and, oh, mommy's crazy. Mommy's angry. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And not fear that you're going to yell at her or whatever. And don't let her sense that you don't like her father because she's living with you and she's going to pick up your spirit. That makes sense? Yes. Anything I've said that you totally doubt, uh, disagree with? Not at all. Yeah. And then eventually you will understand that that will cause you to forgive your parents too. God will cause that to happen. He really will. So does it happen little by little, the forgiveness of your parents, or does it happen all at once? Well, what ha- that's a really good question. Very good question. So what happened is, salvation is of the heart, right? When you can see that you're wrong for being angry, God would change the heart just like that, from hate to love, from anger to love. And then he'll start cleaning up all the, the unrighteous stuff that we were doing in the fallen state. Because now you have his spirit inside of you to work on your behalf. So he'll clean up that. And eventually, especially since your parents are gone, eventually you'll find yourself not resenting your parents at all. He will cause that to happen. But he had to change their heart first by you admitting that you were wrong for being angry, for, for playing God. Then he'll clean it up. Prior to that, you don't have any help in cleaning up all that stuff. That's why the Christian preachers are wrong when they tell you that a sin is drinking and cursing and alcohol and all that, right? That's not the sin. That comes as a result of falling into sin. The sin is the heart being angry. He said, I will change your heart from stone to love. And once you change to love, he's now working through you instead of Satan. So it will happen gradually. It's the heart that changed right away. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. So make sure your daughter talk to her father and that's how she feels so she can get past that. Sounds good to me. Have you apologized to her father for being angry at him? I have. Good. Well, just stay with the prayer. Do it morning and night. And during the day, if you're caught up, just realize you're caught up. Come back to the present and you'll be fine. Amazing. Amazing. So do your sister always try to... Are you like... Does she try to save you all the time? I have something to add. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. She just died to talk. No, no. Um. You know, I noticed with <laughs> twins, sometimes the oldest one that come out first, they tend to take care of the second one. You know what I mean? That has happened in the past. Yeah. But go ahead. What do you want to say? So uh, Cassie did come to me also about her father, and I was intimidated. Speaking to the mic woman. I was intimidated by my own father, and I thought that was natural. I mean, you're naturally a little bit scared of your parents, of your father. Anyway, that's not, what I thought. Not with fear of not being able to talk to him. Right. You are concerned, you're afraid of your father in that you don't want to disappoint him. You don't want to get caught having sex out of wedlock. You know, you don't right. want to get in trouble because you know he's going to correct it. 
That kind of fear is natural. Yes, that's the kind of fear I thought. That's what I was talking about. That's a normal fear. But yeah, but she should not be afraid when she's with her father. Say, Daddy, why are you so intimidated? I'm afraid of you. And he'll become aware of that, and he can help her deal with it. Right, that's great. That makes sense? Yes. So are you married to are you been married? Are you married? Uh, no, I'm no longer married. You, so both of y'all divorced? Yes. Y'all married to the same guy? <laughs> no, I'm no. I'm joking. No, sir. And so do you have kids too? I have one daughter, yes. Oh, yeah. And so did you mess her up? Yes. Where, how old is she? She's, she's 24, 5. Have you gone up? <laughs> have you gone and apologized to her? I did. And so have you backed off? Yes. Have you backed off? I don't know. Sometimes I'll catch myself. She has not backed off. <laughs> the answer is no, I've not backed off. Back off. Okay. Let her work it out now. Really. I had to do that with my son. I had to back off. And it took years and he finally worked it out. I right. apologize for not being there. I understood. I listened to him yell at me, curse me out, whatever, right? It wasn't personal because I understood it. Because I could see. And then I let him go his way and live what he got to live, whatever that is. And then eventually he worked it out and he called me up. Hey, I'm sorry I was wrong. You need to back off now. She got to make her own mistake. She got to go through her own suffering. And maybe in that she would cry out to God. Will you back off? I will back off. So stop calling her every day and all that. Okay. What? <laughs> what do you think will happen if you didn't call her? I just called to see how you doing. Mama love you. I'm not on her all the time like that. How often do you call? Um, okay, she lives with me right now. Oh, God. So it's more, yeah. Tell her she got to move. I live in San Francisco. That's Oh, very, man. Yeah. So she. I came back. <laughs> so she's back here on your She's living with hell in hell. San Francisco is screwed up. Hey, hey. I, I have a great le- uh, rent, great lease. I'll let her take it over and I'll leave eventually. Yeah, I'll, I don't like San Francisco. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> I'll be out of there soon. She can take it over. She can have the apartment. She can? Yes. Well, why don't you move out and let her have it then? Now? Now. Not now, but when you get back. I can't I can't do that right away. <laughs> you know, that's something to think about. I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll and, try and arrange it. And the beauty about now. that, the fact you know you need to leave her alone, either move out, let her have the place, or she move, God will make it possible. He really will. A way will be made. Now that you see you need to separate from her yeah. so she can go through whatever she got to go through, and just leave her alone. You've apologized. Now you're becoming a good example. And she's going to see that you're backing off. And she got to face herself now. And you're not in the way. Because if you're in the way, meaning calling all the time or trying to take care of her and pretending to care, she's going to look at you and not herself. And she's going to blame it all on you because you're there. But if you get out of her way and just leave her alone, wish her well, she have to look at herself. Yes. Because you've apologized, that's all you can do. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. So, so move out. 
and let, let her have the place. Okay. I'm not <laughs> saying go there and move out tonight. Right. But let that be your heart desire. Right. And God will work it out, and it'll be perfect. Yes, that's my heart desire. Yeah. yeah. It, it'll work out well. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Every morning? Most, yeah. Uh, yes. Every morning? <laughs> when I'm back home, I do. But now yeah. that I'm visiting my sister, I feel I'm, as soon as I wake up, I'm busy. So, so are you this doing week? the silent no. prayer? Yeah, no. No, not this week. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Do you? What made you not say no? I'm not doing it. What made me say no? Because God doesn't say do it every other day. He doesn't say do it in San Francisco, but not in Los Angeles. He doesn't say do it. You know, after you know, get up and have your busy day and then do it. He said do it because he want to guide you. That's why he want. And he wants you to stay with the Father. It's not a punishment. It's a looking after you. Uh, I don't know why I answered that way. Well, go back to Can't it, all right? You. Just go back to it. We'll don't do. make it a big deal. Go back to it so you can stay connected to the Father. Because Satan is waiting to play the games on you. Any questions about anything I've said? No. Thank you. Any disagreement about anything I've said at, at any point? Uh, no, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. Is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, well, I'm glad you're here. How long are you going to be down here in Thank L.A.? Thank you. Uh, we're leaving today. Oh, you're going to miss the women Forum. It's going to be amazing. We For already sure. got some mess to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> The women forms are amazing, though. They really are good. I know. I'm sure. Thank you. Well, next time, hope you come. All right. I'll try oh, and make thank it. Thank you for coming. It's not that far. Right on. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, do you understand now to talk to your father? All right. So, talk to your dad. Just say, "Hey, dad, I'm afraid of you, but I don't know why. Can you help me understand?" All right. Let me know what he says. Okay. All right. Do you listen to the radio show? No. No. Listen to the radio. So you don't know who uh, Hake, have you heard of the Hake Report? Oh, yeah, I called in a few times. To the Hake Report? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Did you know that day? Did you know that was him? Yeah. I only knew because someone said his name. Oh, yeah, he lost so much weight, I don't recognize my name. <laughs> oh, you called into, I may have heard you call one time, your call. Yeah, I called with mom. Nice. Did you know that name? It was her. Make sure you take a picture with Hate today, all right? Okay. All right. Nice. So you listen to Hate show, but not my show? <laughs> um, not ne- really, no. Next time, go to Hate for advice. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. All right? I'm glad I'm here, too. Right on. That's so nice, huh? Can you imagine that 10 years old somebody tell you, don't be angry? And you drop that anger, you can walk on water the rest of your life. Speak up, but don't be angry. Uh, right here, I'm sorry. Man. Uh, so I wanted to add to what Victoria had a question about, and it's um, in regards to the backstory. The reason why we're looking at each other is we had a conversation with a Bible thumper, like a Christian Bible thumper, and 
his response to us when we were talking about being direct and being upfront, like it's good, you know, we believe, or at least I believe that it's good to be upfront. And there's a saying in Spanish, sin pelos en la lengua. It's like, sí. you just say it straight. And um, his response to us, he gave us a Bible quote, and I, th I think it's this one, some kind of Colossians, something about being the salt and, and seasoning your words with, with salt, something like that. I don't know what the Bible verse was, but he was telling us that it's better to season your words so that it can be heard well. And so that's kind of where I was looking at her and kind of we oh, had I see. conversations. Yeah. It wasn't gossip. But we were wondering what your opinion is, because if it's in the Bible to season your words in such a way, like, yeah. what does that mean to us? What it means is when you overcome anger, which is hatred. See, anger is hatred. And hatred is judgment. You're playing God. You're making decisions about things. You think you know what you want. You have no love. And so everything you do is evil, right? But when you have love, which comes from God, then your words are always of love. They're never there to hurt. But that doesn't mean that a blind person is not going to take it that way. And there's nothing you can do about that because the truth is sharper than a two-edged sword. And even though it doesn't feel that way or sound that way coming from you, a person that don't want to hear would take it that way because their ego being hurt with, just with simple truth. And that's what it means. You must be born of the Father. Then all your words would be of love. Otherwise, you can't seize it. You can't know the way because either Satan is your daddy or God is your daddy. There is no in-between. We're not in, in charge of anything. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I think um, on that same topic, I, I look back in my life and, you know, for 16 years I was living wrong and no one told me to do it right. No, you know, no one right. was honest enough with me to let me hear the truth. And it wasn't until I came here that I heard the truth and I was like, oh, yeah. And I could see it for myself, and I felt the pain, which is something we were also talking about, about feeling the pain, because sometimes we, people, when I tell people kind of my situation, now that I've pa passed it and I've overcome it, right. they, they want to like, oh, well, no, you weren't living out of sin, you're fine, you know, they want to soften the blow, yeah. and it's because they don't want to feel their pain. That's they, right. They don't want, they, we're like a reflection at this point, because once That's I right. deal with my issues, then there's really nothing for them to deal with, they just see themselves. And so, then, I don't know. So that's kind of what we were, we were talking about, how um, it, when we speak the truth, it's a reflection. It, people have to feel the pain, and they don't want to feel the pain. So how come Victoria couldn't say it that clearly? She had, like, she had some dirt. Uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know because it wasn't. I, I think her situation, it's two things that combine. One was what happened with her mother, which I think was a big uh, situation and then we had that same week we had uh -huh. another conversation separately not even to do with her mother matter of fact we were trying to talk to this other gentleman who was um he was talking about the bible and how oh, he's okay. a christian and so that's how these conversations kind of in one week it was a lot of the same topic but different. okay i don't know i'm not doing a good job explaining it either <laughs> it was a lot of mess but all right let me take this young man first because he's been waiting a long time about anger oh. You raised your hand that you had anger. Yeah. And why is it hard to overcome it, knowing what you know now? This is not your first time here, right? No. Okay. Why is it still hard to overcome? Uh, it's not hard to overcome. It's, it's happening. I can see it going away. I can Speaking feel it. Speak into the mic for me. It's not hard to overcome. I can feel it going away. And so when you say you still have it, what do you mean by that? 
Mm, well, I just started doing the silent prayer regularly, like oh. the last couple months. So I forgave my mother last month, and I still. How did that go? Uh, were well, you dealt with your mother? Oh well. She just, what did she say? Uh, well, my parents are pretty supportive. They're pretty cool, so it was pretty easy. Nice. Um, she was just asking questions about it and all this stuff, the church, what I'm into and stuff. So right. And so you, so you started by doing the prayer. Yeah, yeah. And make sure you stay with it. For sure. The one thing I, I, I want to remind you of, I've been doing it like 31 years now, 32 or so. I haven't stopped hmm. because I saw how it changed my life. How God took me and woke me up, right? And I can't imagine, and then dealing with the challenges in the world today, with yourself and in the world, I can't imagine taking the risk of not trusting him or, or going away from him. And then I've heard and seen what happens to people who start and stop. It's harder for them. Yeah. And that, too, has encouraged me to stay with it. Yeah, I've been listening to you for a few years, so I've been on and off for a while. And every time I've, I've done it, like, everything's been smooth. Yeah. I've been so productive. And now I've just started where it's, like, nonstop. I've, I've done it, like, day and night for, like, since, like, uh, like March or something. Yeah, stay so with like it, So I'm, like, flying right now, so... And the beauty about life is going to get better and better. Your way will be made easier and easier and easier. Your burden will be light. And Steve would try to tell you, oh, everything's fine now. Uh Uh-uh, don't fall for it. Stay with the Father. Mm -hmm. And he would would just make it even better for you. More than words can express. And I don't care how tired I am at night. I get home late sometimes from meetings and things. I still make sure I do it, no matter what. And every morning... Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and then it will be added to you. So there's nothing more important to me than that. Stand with the Father. Because once you find him, you don't want to leave him. Mm. You want to stay with him. Any questions about anything? No, okay. Nice. Um, Yes, sir. I I hope I'm not. Am I leading out anyone? Okay. Yeah, I was just out of question. I was wondering, uh, did it, uh, is there anything besides slavery? Is there anything good that came from Africa besides slavery? <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything good? Is, yeah. uh, anything didn't, that didn't Jesus come from Africa? <laughs> didn't Jesus come from Africa? Who? Jesus from Africa? Or that was no man. No, that's a different part of the continent. He was already here. Oh, okay, okay. When we got here, Jesus was already here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, the one good thing that came from slavery is that when the Arabs sold us around the world, they bought us from black people, right? And they sold us. It was God looking out for us to make sure we could end up in the greatest country in the world. <laughs> so that's what I'm say. And I totally mean that, too. I'm not saying that to be... I'm not trying to be cute or, or patriotic, even though I am. I'm blessed to be an American. I, I am. But even as a kid, though, growing up, I always felt that way about America. I used to like, well, it's something else. And I would see on the 4th of July and people celebrating and all that stuff. I was happy to see it. I've never, even when I was mad at my mother and fell for the lie that came from the so-called civil rights leaders, I still was glad to be an American. Because in this country, there's nothing like it. It's a, it really is a gift from God. And if it ain't worth fighting for, you, don't, you need to leave. Get out of my way. 
we can let some more illegal in leave. You know what I'm saying? Something. It just doesn't, when you really, really, really think about it, all you're doing is hearing other people's excuses about America. That's their issue. And people who make excuses are weak people anyway. How are you going to be in America and make an excuse? You, there's nothing to stop you in this country. Even in my father's state, I had a job. I got another job. And I had another job. And white man wasn't stopping me. He was hiring me. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? It just, when you really, really, really think about it, it doesn't make sense. And these people, where else are they going to go? I don't see them rushing somewhere else. What other country, if they think something is better than, oh, better than America, they need to go there. Another thing that concerns me is that these people are trying to tear down America, the statues and the flags and the monuments and everything. What are they replacing it with? And why would we want to forget, why would we want to forget America, the, the people who made this country so great, dependent on God? They used God. God worked through them to make America great. Why would we want to forget that? They hate Christianity. That's what it is. Christianity is the most hated religion in the world. It's not about the flag. It's about Christianity. It's not about the monuments. It's about the, the fact that the men believed in God. So they erased the, the monuments. They think they're erasing God. It's not about these, this physical thing that they're telling you. It's about erasing God. I'm telling you without a doubt. They don't want God to rule over America anymore. They want to take it over. The children of Satan. That's what it's about. It's not about slavery. It's about erasing Christianity. You don't see them trying to erase Allah U Abba. He all over the place now. And he cut your head off. <laughs> They're not trying to erase him. They're not trying to erase all these other religions that are here. Because they have no power. They're, they don't have to worry about them. They have to worry about Christianity. They really do. Christianity tells you that you must be born again. That you're wrong. God loves you, but not as you are. And children of Satan don't want to be corrected. They want to be wrong. They love being wrong. Don't fall for it. It has nothing to do with the color. And the thing about it, they're now turning on each other. They're t- you know... Because if you get a little bit more power than me, a little bit more money than me, I'm going to turn on you. There is a, a woman from ESPN, a white woman, who was complaining. And I just heard it barely this morning, so I don't know all the details. But she was, compl- she was complaining that apparently they gave some black reporter a job over her or something. You heard about that? And what happened? So it was Rachel Nichols, and she's a longtime ESPN analyst. And then there was a black analyst that they gave the NBA Finals to instead of Rachel Nichols. And then privately, she made the comment that it was racially motivated because yeah. it was the NBA. And so now they got they, the, the white woman's under fire. They turn on her. But when she was one of them, they loved her. Now they had turned it on her. And, then, and so the, black, the, the white woman went on TV or wherever she went, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I was so mean. Something like that, right? And now the black woman don't even want to talk to her. So Satan children don't forgive each other. 
Because this woman up there looking stupid, saying she's sorry. And the black woman like, and I just want your job. That's all they care about. It's not about love. It's not about one another. It's not about racism. It's not about discrimination. It's about getting rid of Christianity. That's all it is. Anyway, I got to do this because of time. The biblical question. And this young lady dying to answer for me. Yes. I see your excitement. Yes, I want to answer this biblical question. Which do you prefer, passion or dispassionate? Which do you prefer to be, a passionate person or a dispassionate person? Do I prefer, like, what makes me feel better? Yeah. Because that's, that's Which a one tricky do you question. Because you said it's a, a tricky question? Kind of, because, like, when I'm passionate, I can get, um, it can kind of sometimes be negative, too. So, Are you able to give me an example of a negative passion yes, moment? Yes, I'm passionate about everything that's going on in the world, and it, that can kind of it can lead to anger in a sense because you can. So, get, when you say you're passionate, what, what do you mean by that going on in the world? Well, everything that um, anything political, any conversation, um, so you're passionate what they're about doing to to the kids in the school, like you can get passionate about discussing it, and oh, sometimes how do you get passionate about that. Well, I feel like sometimes my life is, I obsess over it. <laughs> right. Like I talk about it a lot. And I yeah. think sometimes, so it's like, it's, you're passionate about what it could lead to. Like you focus on it a lot. So sometimes that can be a negative thing. So it's kind of a trick question because not, not being passionate could be complacent or having apathy. So I don't know how to answer that question. So you don't know which you prefer to be passionate right, or passionate? exactly. So sometimes I feel like when I'm passionate about it, it can lead to being negative. Oh, I see. You know, Have you ever been dispassionate about anything? Probably not. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> Is this mean, your first time here? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. What's your name? Dawn. Dawn. How did you hear about us? Well, I I saw you on Infowars, and I no, did I, not know that you were a pastor because we were talking. You guys were talking politics, right? And my friend told me about this that you were here. So, nice, yeah. Um, and and pastors don't talk politics. Well, they should. Yeah, they and it's very missing. So I was actually surprised. I said, "Oh, what?" Well, because. I don't remember God coming up. It was just what's happening. It was just truth, which is fine. God is truth. But I had no idea that you were actually a pastor. Right on. So that's great, and I'm happy to be here. And I'm glad you're here. Any questions about or disagreement about anything you've heard me say? No. I just feel like hearing everybody's um, stories, what I felt the most from it was this is all the devil getting in everybody's heads. Yeah. It's like... 100%. 100%, yeah. Um, his, his lies about who you are, like, because he knows your true self and he knows who you are and everything when you're doubting and people coming at you and making you doubt, yeah. that's all the devil yeah. lying to you about who you are. I used to be into my blackness. When I moved to L.A., I listened to the so-called civil rights leaders and others, and I believed them, and I got into my blackness. And I used to wake up every day thinking I'm black, right? But since <laughs> that's a hard life. <laughs> K 
can you imagine having to wake up every day thinking I'm black? That ain't no fun. And so, but God changed my heart and caused me to forgive. And I forgot about being black. And I was thinking the other day, it's weird that it has nothing to do with our color at all. It's not even physical at all. And I, and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I'm black. But I forgot I was black. <laughs> and then I looked too black. I'm like, I didn't know I was that black. <laughs> but it's not about color. It's literally not about color. It's totally not about male or female. It has nothing to do with the physical at all. Zero. Absolute zero. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Can I just say one other thing about the, like, because I used to have trouble with forgiveness, and something that really helped me tremendously was just remembering how how God has forgiven me for everything I've done in my life. So why can I not do that? Look what he went through for us, what he went through for us. So how can we not do that for somebody else? So have you gone forgiving your mother? Yes, you went to I have your mother? forgiveness. I, I, I've never really had much to be angry at my mother over. Maybe my father, but yes, I have. I, Did and you I'm, go to your mother? It, like, I don't, to, I, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, to tell her that I forgive her I'm so for. Because the Lord forgave me. <laughs> go to your mother and forgive her for a little bit. Just, you mean tell her? Uh-huh. Okay. You I ever will. done that? No, because I don't actually, I, I'm really grateful. I don't fight with my mother very much. But when I was younger, I probably had some, you know, when I was a teenager, yes. And what would you fight with her about then? The little fight y'all had. It was usually my sister trying to gang up with her on me. So. Yes. <laughs> and have you gone to her and forgiven her for that? Because she made you look like the bad girl and made your sisters look like they were the good girls. Have you forgiven her for that? I have inside. I haven't come to her and said that. So if I Did need God to do say that, do I would. it inside or go and forgive. I guess I need to go to her. I can't hear you. I guess I should go to her Happy and forgive. History. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But why haven't you gone to her? What would happen if you went to her and said, you know what? I'm sorry for resenting you for making me look like the bad girl and make my sister look like they the good ones and they turned on me. I resented you for that. What do you think would happen if she, you went to her and told her that? I don't think she realizes. So that's why I think I never went to her because I think she just kind of glosses over that and she doesn't really think about that. So Believe it, me, she knows exactly what she does. She's just so angry and mean and nasty. She doesn't want you to know that she knows. So that's really why I never went to her. But God said, go and and I'm sorry for resenting you, and he will forgive you. Don't ask your mother for forgiveness. You just apologize for resenting her for what she done because she couldn't help it. Her mother did it to her and so on and so on. And when you forgive her, then God will really make you free. Then you would know what it's like for God to forgive us. But you can't. You can't dance around it. You got to face your mother. It's going to be like facing Allah U Abba. And he's going to have a long knife in his hand waiting on you. <laughs> and you're going to shake in your boots. And Satan's going to tell you, oh, she doesn't remember. She, just, she does remember. But even if she doesn't, you remember it. But when you forgive her, you will never remember again. But you got to face her.
What do you think about that? I will do that. You will? Yes. You're going to shake in your boots. I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? I'll try to be strong. You will be after you face your mother. You will never be weak again. You will only be weak unto God, but to the world you'll be strong. But you got, and then you'll be free and you'll become yourself. What do you think about that? I love it. Thank you. Am I wrong? Because you could tell me I'm wrong. I, I, I don't think so. I'm going to try it and, and then I'll know for sure. Do you, are you trembling now thinking about having to face your mama? No. Is that make you nervous? No. Are you sweating? I am because I'm warm. <laughs> <laughs> but go and forgive her. How about your father? Have you gone to him? Both of my fathers passed. Both of your fathers? Yes. You had two daddies? Well, a stepfather, yes. Oh, I'm about to say, you're gay or something? <laughs> Mommy had two daddies. No, I'm saying. What did you need to forgive your father for? What did he do? If you don't mind, if you can say it. I actually, my father, my, my real father, I didn't know him very well. I met him like once. And when, he was, when he was dying, I went to, to tell him to kind of, thank him actually for because I saw what he did with my other siblings so I was grateful that he kind of stepped back and let me so I went to actually tell him that because I didn't want him to die thinking you know with all of his regrets right um but he actually passed the night before I got there so amazing yeah well I'm glad you forgave him at least you knew you needed to but you got to face your mother so you can be free okay and don't let Satan talk you out of it okay and she does remember what she's done. She's sucking the life out of everybody. You'll be dead. Your mama will still be living. Because she's killing everything, the cat, the flowers. She's sucking life out of everything. What are you thinking? You know how the grass dies when she's around? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm joking. But listen, go and forgive her. Let me know how it goes. And, and, and don't apologize and say, oh, mom, I love you. Uh, I love you, but I just need to forgive you, right? You will love her once you forgive her. You don't love her now. Because if you loved her, you wouldn't be afraid to be honest with her about herself. That's what love is. Love is non-judgmental, meaning that you're doing it because you try to help her. You want her to be honest, right? And so don't let Satan talk you out of it. Go and face your mother. Well, what are you thinking? Thank you. I will. Okay. All right. Let me talk to your friend. <laughs> Hi, friend. Hi. Is this your first time here? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, amazing. Well, thank mm. you for coming. You, you found it on InfoWaz as well? Uh, no. Uh, these, this young couple told me about it, Angie oh. and Lucas. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, are you a... Are you... Which do yeah. you prefer... Who, who, to, who do you say? Angie and Lucas. Is she here? No, the Asian, the Asian girl and the white guy, the couple. The radical. The radical. The radical. The radical. The radical. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> A social dystopia they have. Yes. <laughs> we need to go on our knees in prayer. But listen, any questions about anything? No. Anything you disagree that you, I've said so far? No, it's just all truth, so it's very And have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yes. You went to her? Yes. You went to her? Yes. 
you went to your mother. Mm-hmm. And what did you say to her? Well, she, so many things. I can't like come up with one did thing. You, I mean, there wasn't a specific incident, but yeah. I mean, I've been challenging my parents since I was fourteen years old. They're both past now, so. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, they both passed now? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I took care of both of them when they were dying. So. Oh, man, I'm mm-hmm. sorry to hear that. That must have been horrible. Isn't that no, amazing? actually, taking care of you hate. it was, wasn't. I mean, it was probably, yeah, it was just, um, you know, a, a, lot, a great growth period. I mean, it was really hard, but because yeah. they both suffered a lot when they died. But Nice. But it was... Um, not nice. I mean, nice, I was like happy. To... <laughs> I mean, it just made me grow a lot as a person to be able to do that for them. So. Have you, do you still have anger? No. You let it go? Yes, a long time ago. Oh, good. Yeah. Amazing. So which do you prefer, to be a passionate person or a dispassionate person? Dispassionate. And why dispassionate? Um, because then I feel like my judgment is clearer. Amazing. Are you surprised your friend is passionate? Well, I know she is because I know her. (laughs) Is she a radical? Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder she's so passionate in the world. (laughs) Nice. Any questions about anything? Mm, No. All right. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. All right. Right here. Is this your first time here? Yes. Welcome. And how did you hear about us? My husband took me here. Nice. Is he beta or alpha? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. She knows. <laughs> um, any, any questions about anything that you heard today? Have you listened to any of the shows or anything? No. Any questions about anything that you agree or disagree with here today? Um... Well, I, I kind of think you focus a lot on women doing wrong. Like, always always something about your mom, uh, you know, having right. a problem with your mom and stuff. But anyway, I... And you disagree with that? Um, I think there should be 50-50. There's always, you know, kind of like you said, um, it's not about you being a woman or you being a, a man. Uh, you know, we all share a responsibility in life that, um, you know, we all make mistakes because we're not perfect. Right. And, and but, but all these, you know, <laughs> situations that come up, right. it mainly, mostly have you, <laughs> you know, resolve your problem with your mom, with your mom, you know. So it seems like it's, it's a little skewed. I got you. And uh, what does your husband think about that? Um, I, uh, <laughs> oh, well, he, he, <laughs> I think he seems, he seems like, I, 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 my feeling is that he, he does think the same, like, you know, <laughs> the problem of that, so the, there's more problem with the women than, than there is with the men. That's, That's what your husband think. think about it? I thought about it, yes, but I mean. But does he think the same thing that coming from the woman? I, I think that's what he thinks. Right. And and thinking that that's what he thinks, what do you think about what he thinks? Um, Is he raw? 
I, I think he's wrong because, like I said, we share 50-50 in responsibility in our life. We do all make mistakes, whether we're men or we're women. Right. That we raise our kids uh, thinking, you know, that's the right thing, and we're more passionate about certain things. The, the, the mothers are. I think, yeah. Yeah, the and, mothers and, are more passionate. Yeah. Right. But I, I also think that uh, we, we should not be uh, so passionate about things in life. We have to step back and we have to find balance. Right. That we have to be passionate about certain things, but not um, not passionate, but uh, like, like uh, obsessed. Right. When we get to the obsessed part, we, we went overboard and we lost balance. Yeah. You have kids? Two. And how old are they? Uh, 23 and 25. Have you been too passionate with them while they were growing up? Uh, not really. I, I'm, I'm kind of like my parents, uh, when they raised me, they kind of uh, let me grow like weeds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you mean like, like not, not, you know, right. controlling, not, not um, like, hey, I, I believe in this. You need to go do this. You know, they're not, they're not that type. Nice. So, so I, I kind of you know, pick that up from them. So when I raise my kids, I kind of let them do their own things, you know. like. Let so them. you didn't impose your will on I'm them? Not, I'm not imposing my wills on them, that's correct. And so do you stay away from them now? Oh, I still am, yeah. You I mean, call, I kind of like Do you call to... every day? No, I don't call. Every other day? No. Do they live down the road from you? Uh, my, my son is with me right now, but he's already talking about moving out again. So How old is he? He's 23. And he moved out and came back? That's right. Wow. Why did you let him back? <laughs> well, I let him back because trying to save uh, some money so that he can go uh, to flight school. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And so, okay. So what do you think about, um, is this your first time here? Yes. What do you think about what she said? Uh. About 50-50 and all that stuff. Well, I know all about it, yes. <laughs> uh, what do you, so should it be 50-50? Um, well, uh, it, it is a partnership. Is, is it? Marriage. It, it's a partnership? It, it's a, you could, you could kind of look at it as a partnership, yeah. Are you married to a man? <laughs> no. <laughs> We've been married 27 years. It's not a Bruce Jenner situation, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> How is it that it's 50-50 if the woman came from the man? Do you believe the woman came from the man? Yes. And do you believe the man came from God? Yes. So how is it 50-50? I guess I can't uh, say what I know the percentage to be, but, uh, you know, it looks like 50-50 to me. <laughs> What would happen if you switched the role and made it right? God's order. Do you believe in God's order? Yes. Of God, what's this order? Uh, God over man, uh, man over woman, woman over children. You believe in that? Yes. And so how is it 50-50 then? Well, 50-50. Does she obey you? In, in, in the work that you do in, Ooh, the, in the marriage. She's like, don't even ask that. Yeah. <laughs> Does she obey you? Uh, you're going to ask me next, am I the head of my wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the show, huh? Yes. <laughs> Does she obey you? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. 
She's saying no. He doesn't think so. Actually. He doesn't think so? She doesn't obey you? Um, she does, but she doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, she obeyed, but she comes kicking yeah, and screaming I, about it. Yeah, I can't think of a time when, uh, well, actually, yeah, I can think of a few times. Yeah. Um, you can't think of a time when she obeyed without. No, I, I can think of a time when she didn't obey me. I, I was just thinking about that. Oh, I see. <laughs> are you nervous now? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you nervous about? <laughs> What's that? Why are you nervous right now? Oh, I, I didn't expect to be talking here. <laughs> I didn't raise my hand. <laughs> uh, ooh, but the ride back home. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you driving or she's driving it? Oh, yeah, make sure you drive back, too. Right? <laughs> he's, he's such a, back, a bad backseat driver. I just let him drive. Oh, he's a bad, so you let him drive. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't like my driving, so I'm just I don't blame him. It ain't good. It ain't good. All right. Are you a passionate? Who do you prefer to be passionate or dispassionate? Uh, Dispassionate. And why dispassionate? I think uh, God is dispassionate. Why do you think that? Uh, I don't know. It's perfectly logical. Yeah. Let me do this because I'm tired. Like this, we are totally out of overtime now. And I'll deal with this more tomorrow on the air. But one thing I know for sure and without a doubt, God is not a passionate God. He's a dispassionate God. And when you sit still and know him, he calls you to overcome all that passion stuff because it's all emotional and based on how you feel, what you think, judging the situations around you. The greatest love comes through dispassionate. Because you're able to deal with people, places, and things without resenting them for it, without hating them, becoming angry at it. And you'll be able to be absolutely honest with them about it. And you're not going to overcome this passion stuff. If you notice, one of the ways to tell when you're wrong, look at the way the world is going. The world is pushing passion. What's your passion? Are you passionate about it? Oh, you, that, that alone should let you know something wrong with passion. Right. But once you sit still and, and get to know yourself and sit still, God will cause you to overcome the passion stuff and he will cause you to become dispassionate. And there's no greater love than dispassionate love because you're not expecting anything back. You're loving them. And if they love you, fine. If they don't, fine. If you tell the truth and they like it, fine. If you don't, it's not personal. And stillness is the way to go. You gotta be still so he can change it. Hooping and hollering and shouting and carrying on and all these degrees and all that intellectual stuff will never get you to stillness. You must be still and let go. And he'll take over and change your world. And then, and I know some people think being dispassionate means you won't care. It, it, it sounds like a cardboard or something, right? But the greatest love comes from dispassionate love rather than a passionate love because you can be passionate about something and they take it away from you. Now you're mad or they don't appreciate it. Now you're mad and, and it doesn't go your way. Now you're mad. But in dispassionate love, it is. And I think you even said it, too, but it is from God. You're only passionate because you're in a fallen state. You've been turned away from God to what all this emotional stuff which comes from the devil. 
is not of God. And if you doubt me, take a look at yourself, pay attention, and you will see. He'll allow you to see. The greatest love is dispassionate love. Even with our jobs and everything, you should appreciate your job, but don't love it. You can take it or leave it. And it will always be yours. Or if you lose that job, you won't be traumatized by it. Another one will be at hand for you. He will take care of you. And when you are dispassionate, your identity comes from God, not from people, places, or things. It truly comes from God. That's why God said we must be born again. So we'll deal with this more on the radio, but I want to encourage you to be still so he can take all the passionate stuff away from you and give you his nature. The world got you thinking God is all syrupy and nice and, <laughs> and, and sweet. And even when you correct the radical homosexuals, they'll be like, you don't have any love. You're thinking, yes, I do. I'm telling you the truth. That's all I'm doing, right? But they're taking it personally. But all you're doing is telling the truth because you want them to get better. You're not accepting evil, and you're not against them per se. You're just against the thing that's working through them. But it is of God, a dispassionate person, not one that make themselves be that way. Because some people are dispassionate because they're just mad, and they, don't, they, they hate the world. It's not the same thing. All right? It's something that God will take same nature away and replace it with his nature. And his nature is perfect love. It's not about passion. All right? So smoke on it. Not really. Because we are too many potheads. All right? So this, I know that the time is out. And I know a lot of you have questions and comments. And James is raising his hand. Who is Joel? From where? He in the back, right? Okay. Can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> He's from Africa. <laughs> yes, Joel. So I had a question. Um, how would you define a leader? Is a leader somebody who makes m- mistakes and takes responsibility for those mistakes? Or is a leader somebody who no longer makes those mistakes? A leader is a person that loves God with all his heart, soul, and might. And he's guided by that, not concerned about what other people think. He's not trying to hurt anyone. He's just become the light of the world, salt of the earth. He just live, and those who see it, they follow that because they can see what's right. Uh, uh, oh, that's another thing about a dispassionate person. A dispassionate person would never try to control you. They would never try to control you. But a passionate person will. Isn't that amazing? So that's a different. But a leader just love God, man, and he just live his life. He's not trying to be a leader. I'm not. I don't want to be a leader. I want to point the way back to God so He can lead them. You don't want another human being over you. So a leader, you wouldn't say a leader is without mistake or without error. A leader is without anger. Mm. Is he still there? <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Where are you? (laughs) Is that clear, Joel? Yeah, that's clear now. All right. So, you know what? We can go on and on and on, but it's over. (laughs) For now. All right. I'm glad you all came. The new people, thank you all for coming. And uh, 
quick announcement. Don't forget to donate to the nonprofit. We have been rebuilding the family by rebuilding a man for 31 years. Bring back God's order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. That way work, nothing else going to work. Um, and the men, we're having our conference August 14th in Orlando, Florida for men only. The following morning, which is the 15th of August, we will be having church down in Florida. So it will be for everybody, men, women, and children. So go to rebuildingaman.com and get your tickets. Then time is near. Tickets are selling fast. Uh, we are go to rebuildingaman.com. We are having the women's forum uh, this Thursday night. The third Thursday night for ladies only. First Thursday night for men only uh, at 7 p.m. Anything else, Hermes? And uh, you offer counseling, and you can counsel from overseas too. Yeah, we offer. We do counseling. We have the best counseling service uh, anywhere on earth, and we do it by way of Skype. Fall or walk in. You can come in. You know, make an appointment and come in. So we come with men and women around the world. I want you to know, folks, it's a spiritual battle happening. And all these words that these people are making up, critical race thinking and, I mean, theory and racism and sexism and slavery, all lies. And they are reading history now so you don't even know what the real deal is about slavery. They got slavery looking so bad now, even Jesus is wrong about slavery. And he was okay with slavery, in a way. He like, master, treat you slaves well, slaves treat your master well. And then they would be fine. But now they got slavery so bad, you think that all black people are hanging up in trees somewhere. Yeah, up and down Alabama and Ohio. They are reading history to keep you angry, to divide and conquer, for personal gain. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with that, all right? So thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, show tomorrow. At at uh, six a.m. from from uh, six to nine, and then the hate report from nine to eleven. Hate lost a lot of weight. I wonder why. No, I'm playing. <laughs> so thank you all so much, and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. So let me do this.